When I say, I feel good, what do you think of? If your brain goes directly to na-na-na-na-na-na-na, you might be my people. Obviously, this is a reference to James Brown's classic of the same name, I Feel Good. James Brown was an American singer with 17 number one hits, and he passed away in 2006. Now, what you might not know about James Brown was that his $90 million estate took 15 years to settle. He had a will, but it was contested, and it took 15 years for his final wishes to be realized. On today's episode of Money Mile, we're going to work toward leveling up your estate planning to help you avoid a scenario like James Brown's heirs, beneficiaries, and estate went through. Welcome back to Money Mile. I'm your host, Justin Waller, and I am happy you are here. Money Mile is where we help active, time-crunched people increase confidence in their finances while increasing their fitness. We package financial education into roughly mile-sized educational bits for approximately one mile on your long, steady run, and we strive to make each episode valuable for you. This is the best financial education podcast designed for triathletes and runners. In our last episode, I shared with you a look behind the curtain of my financially independent middle-class American family to help break down the barriers around talking about money. Your homework was either to clarify what financial independence might look like for you, or think about what you would most like to improve about your situation. I hope that went well for you. Please let us know if you have any questions. In today's episode, we're going to level up our work on our financial training plan with estate planning at the Olympic level. Now, let's face it. Personal finance sometimes feels like a foreign language. We are here to help active people live more financially confident lives. We would prefer to spend our time and energy making great educational content for you to enjoy on your next run, but we also want to get this education into the ears of more triathletes. We are better educators than marketers, so we would really appreciate it if you could help us grow the community by leaving us a rating and a review on your preferred podcast player and sharing this resource with your training buddies and friends. Now, for today's episode, I do have an additional disclaimer that I am not an attorney and this is not legal advice. This is for educational purposes only. Back in episode 22, we talked about the basics of an estate plan. James Brown had a basic estate plan too. So how can we make this better? That is what we're talking about today. Now, I mentioned in episode 22 that something is better than nothing, and that is still true. This is like focusing on the swim, bike, and run, and then someday realizing that, oh, right, nutrition is an important aspect of training. You can level up your training by paying attention to your nutrition and recovery, but you still have to do the training. You can make the training better and more effective by paying attention to your nutrition and recovery. Leveling up your estate plan is very similar. In an effort to make things better and level up your estate plan, we are going to talk about three specific areas. Making it more official, giving better direction, and considering efficiency versus sufficiency. And we'll get more in detail. So we're going to start with making it more official. In episode 22, I shared that estate planning exists on a spectrum, all the way from having no documentation in place, all the way up to having a fully attorney-drafted trust and all of that. Anything that you can do to make your estate plan more official will help reduce any sort of confusion down the road. 
So some things that you may want to consider are like having your documentation notarized. So that essentially means taking your documentation to a third party that verifies that you're signing it. You can also just have a witness signing your documents. So depending upon the document, there might be a space for a witness to sign. Some might argue that this is not as official as a notary, but again, it's all about existing on the spectrum here, and we're talking about improving your documentation as best we can. And then additional thing that you can do to improve the structure of this is providing additional documentation and rationale. If you can provide additional documentation and rationale behind your decisions and what you're trying to accomplish, it will make your estate plan more official. The next step is to review your plan often. I typically recommend every three years or at a major life event. Now, different people will consider major differently, but uh, when I think of this, I think of birth, death, marriage, anything that will have a major impact on your life. If your estate plan hasn't been reviewed in 15 years, there is more likelihood that things could be contested if there's any confusion. Something that we want to be clear about is a lot of people think about the aspect of their estate plan being contested. They say, oh, it won't happen to me. My family's pretty stable. The reality is that almost every family I've ever dealt with has a little bit of crazy in it somewhere. It might not be your particular family, your direct relatives, but I'm pretty sure that if you think about it for just a couple moments, you'll think of a second cousin twice removed or something like that, that person you would consider at least in a little bit crazy status. So with that, uh, you want to recognize that if you're dealing with an estate plan and a public process, everybody gets a say in it. So if your second cousin twice removed, it could be the one to pitch a fit about your estate plan. You want to do whatever you can to make sure that it's more official. The last piece here is that if you can more effectively communicate your wishes, then that will make it more official. And that kind of leads us into our next area, which is giving better direction. As an alternative to a power of attorney, which I mentioned before, an advanced healthcare directive is another document that provides additional details. The power of attorney is appointing someone to make decisions. That doesn't necessarily mean you told them what you wanted. So an advanced healthcare directive is appointing someone to make decisions and giving them some directions. As an example, it's sharing your preferences on choices to prolong life, whether or not you want to pull the plug, uh, if you'd like to be an organ donor, etc. I'm including in the show notes today a link to the California Advanced Healthcare Directive as a reference, and also a reference on how to find an appropriate healthcare directive if you're outside of the state of California. So you'll find two links in the show notes. The next area here, as far as providing additional information, is clarifying what is a living will versus a last will. Now, the terminology here can be confusing. The last will and testament is the official name for the basic estate document that appoints someone to administer your estate. This is called the executor. This is also commonly where you provide direction to your executor on how you would like your remains to be handled. Uh, there can be some overlap here because you may want to be an organ donor, also identified in your living will. But if you ultimately want your body to be cremated or buried, you should state that in your last will and testament so your executor knows exactly what your wishes are. The living will is typically a more detailed form of an advanced healthcare directive and gives more specifics on your healthcare components and decisions. The next piece of giving better direction is an asset list and specific gifts. As part of your estate plan, you can list out if there are any things you would like to leave to specific people. 
If you want to leave your jewelry to a particular grandchild, then great. If you want a child to have your car or bicycle, great. You can make that as part of your estate plan. The alternative is to have your executor figure it out. There is nothing wrong with asking your executor to do it. And at some level, there are going to be some things they just need to figure out. They just need to be clear if there are any specific gifts you would like to make. If you need to be addressing large-scale inequalities in your estate plan, this is an area where you may want to consider a trust structure. And we'll talk more about this later. But for an example here, if you want to leave your only daughter, the business you built over the last 20 years, and you want to leave your only son, the bicycle in the garage, you might want to address any potential inequities through a trust. Don't get me wrong, inequities are inevitable at some level. A trust just gives you more capacity to be more specific about how you want to address those inequities. The next area is communicating your wishes to the important people. The executor is obviously important, but your heirs are also important. I know it is not the most fun conversation ever, but it is much better for you to have this type of conversation while you are alive versus having your heirs fight when you are gone. If maintaining family unity is important to you, communication is an important part of an effective estate plan. The last area here we'll wrap up with is efficiency versus sufficiency. A well-designed and maintained estate plan makes sure that your wishes are followed with minimal cost and delays. This is the efficiency part of things. It does not ensure that your estate will have enough resources to address all of your wishes. You having an appropriate savings plan or the appropriate amount of life insurance does. Heirs and beneficiaries argue about resources regardless of the amount, so it's not about large dollar amounts or small dollar amounts. But when there is not alignment between your resources and your plan, it creates a possibility for confusion. So I'll give you two examples here. In scenario A, we have Harry and Jenny. They are a middle-class family with three kids. They have a million-dollar net worth and $1 million worth of life insurance on each Harry and Jenny. Their estate plan clearly states that their money is to be used to take care of the kids if they pass away and help them through college, and then finally, the remainder should be split equally between the three of the kids. In scenario B, we have the story of someone leaving $400 million to their dog. So, which is more likely to be contested? Right? Additionally, just because you want something to happen in your estate plan does not mean your estate has enough resources to make it happen. If you say you want your kids to go to college and you want to provide for your stay-at-home spouse to live the same lifestyle you have now, but you don't have enough resources to do it, you will need to either get access to more resources or be clear about your priorities. In 2023, college can easily cost in excess of $100,000, and fully funding retirement for a stay-at-home spouse could take millions depending upon your lifestyle. So saving appropriately is important. Until you have saved the money to do the things you want to do, I suggest evaluating low-cost term life insurance. It makes more resources available if you were to pass away before you had saved enough money for your heirs to do the things you want them to do. There are even life insurance companies out there that will theoretically give better premiums to folks who are living an active lifestyle. One such company is called Health IQ. Now, I will include in the show notes a link to their page for triathletes. 
Now, this is not an endorsement of that particular firm. And if you need life insurance, I actually recommend you get three quotes from different insurers anyway. This is just an example. Ultimately, if you need more resources, term life insurance is a great way to do it. If you are unclear whether or not you need life insurance, or if you know you need it but don't know how much, I strongly recommend you talk with your financial planner for strategies appropriate to you and your goals. As with most things, what you do is more important than what you know. So we are going to talk about a bit of homework for this episode. Outside of adding I Feel Good to your running playlist, because it's a great running song, we do want you to move forward with your financial training plan. So here goes. Your homework is to think about your estate plan and what you can do to improve it. It's not about being perfect once. It's about continuously making things better. Think about what you can do to level up the estate planning component of your financial training plan. If you have any questions, please email me at info at wallerfc.com and I'm happy to help. In our next episode, we are going to continue to improve your financial training plan and we are going to work on cash flow now and in the future at the Olympic level. Thank you for investing a mile with me. I hope it was a valuable time spent for you. Keep in mind, if you work out, everything else will too. And I'll look forward to talking with you next time on Money Mile.